To wrap up our Star Wars theme, Amir and I are dedicating podcast episode 6 to uh, the Star Wars episode 6, which is Return of the Jedi. And for this, we are going to talk about a Jedi who left and came back eventually to his uh, home planet of Boston, and that would be Kurt Schilling. Uh, we're going to discuss a trade the Red Sox made to reacquire Kurt Schilling uh, with the Arizona Diamondbacks. You want to say anything about that, Amir? Yeah, so I think uh, we might also get into the fact that Kurt Schilling may not necessarily be a perfect Jedi due to <laughs> some of his character, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, as well as uh, how he's been involved in a lot of trades that uh, were not beneficial to the team that was letting him go, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is somewhat telling um but yeah i mean this was uh when he came back to the red sox um this was big what yeah. happened that year was huge mm-hmm. it was like unprecedented and uh yep. and yeah so we can go in and just talk about who was traded and essentially um the diamondbacks uh sent shilling to the red sox for Mike Goss, who never played in the majors, Casey Fosum, Brandon Lyon, and Jorge De La Rosa. Yeah, and I'm, I'm thinking those are two left-handed pitchers and one right-handed, right? Brandon Lyon was a right-handed pitcher. Yeah, and a, and a guy who, who cares? He never played. Yeah, yeah. No offense, Mike Goss. Yeah, and Fossum was, you know, he was highly touted in the Red Sox chain at what, at some point, too, including in that trade to Arizona and I do recall that trade happening, and remember that Kurt Schilling was kind of promising to bring a World Series back to uh, to to the to Boston, the New England area, and you know it almost never happened, too, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're down three nothing to the Yankees, and Dave yeah. Roberts steals the base, and oh my gosh, it's like everything really turned around. Mm-hmm. So, and. This is one of those Tim McCarver trivia things, but I believe at one point the Maybe that year or afterwards, uh, Arizona had three Brandons on the team, and <laughs> Brandon Lyon was one of those three. So, um, Tim McCarver trivia, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it is funny because you, it seems like the players Arizona did get in return for Schilling really didn't contribute a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You know, Arizona definitely didn't win anything with those four players. And it's kind of like when the Phillies traded Schilling to Arizona, the guys they got back, uh, Travis Lee and Vincente Padilla and I believe Omar Dahl, you know, you know, not okay. You know, Vincent Padilla, Vincente Padilla did okay. But, yeah, it, it, there wasn't much return there. And I think there's been this knock on Kurt Schilling that when his team isn't doing well, he is less motivated, mm-hmm. and you know his ERAs have been okay, but they seem to spike up when he gets <laughs> traded to a new team, and that team that he goes to seems to play a lot better. Mm. So, yeah, I mean Brandon Lyon of the four, at least for the Diamondbacks, Brandon Lyon ended up making the most right uh, impact. I mean he was a closer for a while. In fact. Mm-hmm. I think they really banked on him to become a better player than he, what he really ended up right. being, and then he got right. injured, and 
Now, Jorge De La Rosa is actually a pretty good pitcher now for the uh-huh. Rockies, but yep. he ended up getting traded a bunch of times mm-hmm. before selling and becoming a really good player with the Rockies. And he may have had some injury issues, too, uh, with at least with, with Colorado, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, yeah, so it's... Um, and Fossum was a big disappointment. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he just, yeah. 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 And Mike Goss, well, you know, he's in the minors. <laughs> We had to look him up for the for the purposes of this podcast. So let me see how he did in the minors for uh, Arizona. <laughs> yeah, he you know he played until 2012. Uh-huh. He left Arizona in 2000. But that year, mm-hmm. that same year, Arizona let him go. Right. And uh, so he he didn't even stick with the team. No. So. He did not. He was actually an outfielder. Uh huh. And yeah, he just he didn't have he had. Actually, subpar minor league stats, mm-hmm. A balls, subpar A ball stats. So yeah, probably like just a throw in. Yeah, and you know, Kurt Schilling, you know, another one. This is one of my favorite baseball trades of all time. And Amir and I alluded to this trade in an earlier podcast we did. Uh, you know, the Glenn Davis from Houston to to Baltimore Orioles for Steve Finley, Kurt Schilling, and Pete Harnish, and. It's interesting because Glenn Davis did nothing with the Orioles. He made a bunch of money, I believe. I think that was in, you know, he, he banked a lot of money. But um, of those three players that Houston got in return, Kurt Schilling was really the last one to blossom. Mm-hmm. You know, Pete Harnish, I think, made one or two All-Star teams. And uh, Steve Finley began to really blow up after a while before he was traded with Ken Caminiti to, to the Padres. And Kurt Schilling... His final season with Houston was as a long reliever, and he had a really good ERA, and he was traded to the Phillies, who made uh, the World Series in the, mm-hmm. the year he was traded yeah. to uh, them. So. so he's been part of three World Series teams three different times, two winners. Two winners, and, uh, and also uh, one co-World Series MVP with Randy Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even cool. though Randy Johnson had three of the four wins, but yeah. It's funny, like, so the year that he came to Boston, he won 21 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he came in second to the Cy Young Award. Mm-hmm. not sure who won the Cy Young that year. I could look it up. Uh-huh. Um, but, I mean, he had great stats. 3.26 ERA, which was really good back then in the steroids yeah. era. Yeah, especially and, in the AL, too. Now, Johan Santana won the Cy Young that year. Uh-huh, Minnesota. Yeah, yep. Minnesota. And, uh, yeah, so it's... Um, and basically, Schilling became a hero with the blood on his uh, yep. socks. The blood on the socks, or the the ketchup on the socks, or yeah. you know the red marker on the socks. Yeah. I don't know. Red socks, right? It had to be blood. Yeah. So. And then after that, you know, they um they won the World Series again, right? But not with him. Yeah, I you know I shame on me. I cannot remember if he was on that second of these recent three World Series winning teams. I want to say he was, but he wasn't much of a contributor. But I I may be mistaken there. I know that he is really fall. This it kind of feels like a Kurt Schilling show, right? Yeah. He's he's actually an interesting guy. You know, in this age where like athletes aren't outspoken, they're like it's the you know the the cliches. Kurt Schilling is outspoken. I mean, he speaks his truth. He has the big quest, quest tech, tech thing, with the, the the strike you know, with the uh, uh, home plate umpire strike zone, and mm-hmm. 
He is outspoken about his political beliefs, and, you know, he filed for bankruptcy a year ago, I think, all the money he lost from the video game failures, mm -hmm. and interesting guy. Yeah, he won the World Stage with them, too, in 2007 as yeah. well. Yeah, he I probably wasn't much of a contributor, yeah. right? So, but he was, he technically, he got a ring, so, yeah. so. Yeah, he's... It's kind of, you know, I don't necessarily, I don't know, he seems kind of like a guy that maybe I wouldn't be friends with, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But maybe, I mean, I'm just looking at his public persona, but. Yeah. Um, he's a great pitcher, and every time he left the team, the new team that he went to, he did really well for them. Yeah. And I, I love him just for the fact that uh, he's <laughs> been part of so many awesome trades that are really cool that we can talk about. I know, he's given us a lot of material for today and also for future episodes, yeah. you know, at least maybe the, the Glenn Davis trade. But I think the special thing about him too is like, he was drafted by the Red Sox as you alluded right. to earlier, right. and he came back and he won the World Series that all those Red Sox fans had wanted for yep. like 100 yep. years, over yeah. 100 years, and that's, that's, actually it was less than 100 years, yeah. right, but... Almost. The, but, the curse of the Bambino. Yeah, and yeah. so he actually put the Bambino to rest. He exercised yeah. the demons. He did. He did. And uh, that's actually really special. That's like mm -hmm. Jedi coming back. So yeah. that's what he has in common with the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, he talked about later on in his career about how when he came up in uh, the Red Sox uh, chain that... Roger Clemens was a mentor to him, mm. and a lot of what he took with him on the mound and um, is stuff that he actually picked up from uh, Roger Clemens. And, you know, initially when he told that story, um, I think it was to ESPN or something, he said, um, what was it, um, Wade Boggs taught me everything about pitching. And the reporter said, Wade Boggs? You mean Roger Clemens? He said, oh, yeah, I misremembered his name. <laughs> um, thank you. So, uh, but Roger Clemens um, was his mentor coming up. And, you know, um, was it Mike Boddicker and Brady Anderson? Yeah. They were part yeah, of the, 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 from the Red Sox to the yeah. Orioles. Yeah. I mean, that was like 1988. I'm really surprised that he would have ever met Roger Clemens. Right, right. But, you know, knowing his attitude, like his kind of persona, even maybe as a youngster, you could see him kind of like, oh, I need to meet this guy. You know, oh, I want to ask him for help. And, yeah. Maybe, yeah. You know, or even if he just wanted an autograph or something, you know. So. Well, Wade Box could have taught him about pitching, too, when he gave up some home runs to him. Yeah, wasn't Wade Boggs like he was throwing? He was was he wasn't he a good knuckle? He, he could I throw a knuckleball. He might have pitched in the so. game too. Yeah. I know he ate chicken before all his games or something. Yeah. I know about that. But another thing about Kurt Schilling, which is this is actually a, a touching thing. I don't know if you've heard this, Amir, mm -hmm. but um, my understanding is that every home game, or maybe beyond that, road games too. So Kurt Schilling's dad passed away mm -hmm. um, when Kurt Schilling, you know, wasn't too far into his career or maybe even before, I don't remember, but, mm -hmm. or maybe in the beginning of his career as a baseball player. And, you know, he left a ticket with an open seat and that was like he saw his dad like sitting in, like a, a ghost of his dad would be sitting in that seat mm -hmm. from, you know, coming from heaven and... It's actually a really touching thing. It's kind of refreshing, again, to hear an athlete kind of be, uh, 
kind of vulnerable like that, mm -hmm. you know, when you around a bunch of jocks and stuff. But, but again, it's Kurt Schilling. Yeah. He's outspoken about his political beliefs against the umpires. You know, when he retired, he wrote that essay or something online and said, this is why I, I am a Hall of Famer, mm. right? He wrote that. He's really outspoken. It's, and I love that as opposed to, uh, yeah, you know, one game at a time and all the other stuff and 110%, which is, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like the polar opposite of A-Rod and, and so many others. And, and I think he's also a really big, like, he was totally against, obviously, uh, mm -hmm. Uh, roiding. So he yeah. was actually he spoke out against people who hated Barry Bonds, right? <laughs> Big yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. And what what's interesting? I mean, going back to his dad thing, that is pretty touching. But yeah. like, I'd get distracted if like I'm pitching, and then like I yeah. see somebody sitting in my dad's seat. He's like, oh, what the <laughs> hell? Who's a, <laughs> yeah. a jerk sitting in my dad's seat? There's a guy sitting there. Don't you see him? No, I don't. Yeah. That's not my dad. It's a different guy's ghost. <laughs> That's not your dad. That's your that's your uncle. Oh, <laughs> yeah. your dad didn't really wasn't really into baseball as much. That's not the ghost of your dad. That's uh, the ghost of Roger Clemens' Hall of Fame dreams. Yeah. Or is that the goat that uh? Or the was it a goat? Oh, the goat is the Cubs one. That's the Cubs. Yeah. Babe Ruth. Yeah, and you know it's I don't know Kurt Schilling, really interesting guy and. I felt bad when I heard about his his bankruptcy. I mean, he's kind of a guy that's easy to dislike in many ways, too, um, because of the Red Sox thing. And because, you know, it's funny because we could praise him for being outspoken, but it's also a reason, like, people would, you know, put him down and not like him for being outspoken. Yeah. It's like you just can't win sometimes, yeah. you know? So it's just, it's, it's, it's a shame. And, you know... I don't know about you. I'd love your opinion on this, Amir. I group about four or five pitchers in the same category. Mm -hmm. um, and this is based on lifetime starting pitching stat, uh, stats and also postseason stats. Mm -hmm. um, Kurt Schilling, Jack Morris, mm -hmm. John Smoltz, mm -hmm. and... Uh, there's one other guy that I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on now, but they're, they're kind of like in that same mm -hmm. mold, you know, like 200 wins, kind of, and three ERAs, like, not quite Hall of Fame, but mm -hmm. kind of the notch below for starting yeah. pitchers, great resume in the postseason, mm -hmm. what do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's really interesting. I yeah. definitely agree with you. They're all in the same category. Yeah. If I had to rank them, yeah. just not looking at stats or anything, yeah. I would say Smoltz is probably the surefire Hall of Famer. I don't know right. if he is a Hall of Famer, but... No, I mean, he I don't. He may be eligible next season. So Smoltz, I would say number one, and mm -hmm. then I'd even go as far as saying that Schilling is probably higher than Jack Morris, even the right. Jack Morris, because Schilling just has been in the playoffs a lot more. Right. But definitely, like, in terms of composite, like, you know, mm -hmm. baseball reference has this thing where, like, players who are most similar, right. I think they've always that. come up with those. I think you're right. Do I they kind of group them together? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say, I, mean, I don't yeah. know, but I would say, actually, I have that up right now. I can look yeah. up who they grouped them with. But don't forget, Jack Morris won the World Series series with the Tigers, the Twins, and the Blue Jays. Oh, my God, I forgot he about the That one Blue season Jays. with the Minnesota. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, and, you know, we talked about Kurt Schilling, um, you know, kind of, you know, he was been to, with multiple teams, but, you know, two of those teams did not win the World Series. That's true. That's right. Yeah. So. Or, or I mean, one didn't. The the 
Arizona and Boston did, the Phillies didn't in 93 right. against the Blue Jays. Yeah, I totally forgot about yeah. the Blue Jays. Yeah. And uh, Jack Morris by that time was not that good a pitcher, but... Right. But no, you're right, he won yeah. three World Series. I did not yeah. remember that. And, you know, he's also the winningest pitcher in the 80s, I believe. Mm, if yeah. you like, you know, some people like that argument about your era, mm-hmm. in your era, you were the greatest or something. Now, I think, you know, I think Mark Grace had the most hits in the 90s, but he's yeah. definitely not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. But, you know, and plus the wins stat is, you know, it's not as important to, yeah. today as it once was, so... I think, uh, actually, you know, what's funny is, like, they actually do group Smoltz. He's in the top ten grouping as the ah, same as Schilling. Okay. Number one is Kevin Brown. Two is Bob Welsh. Three is Oral Hershiser. Ah, right? okay. And then they have Tim Hudson, Freddie uh-huh. Fitzsimmons, Milt Pappas, mm-hmm. uh, Don Draws, John Drysdale. Surprising. Wow. I'm surprised, yeah. Bartolo uh-huh. Colon and Dazzy Vance. name. Bartolo Colon. He was the subject of uh, one of our podcasts, folks. That's right. So, yeah. Go back and check it out. <laughs> Anything else, Amir, to wrap no. up the Kurt Schilling no, thanks or for, trilogy here? Thanks for doing that. This is actually really fun. Yeah. We're both book Star Wars fans and yeah. the end of the trilogy. Yeah. Hopefully the prequels will come. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the prequels will. It took a while for us to come up with the sixth episode, but the yeah. prequels might take a little bit longer. We'll probably divert and do some other topics. Yeah, it may be impossible to work in, like, you know... Well, who was it? Chris Gwynn, which is, or you know, that—that that was his brother. But Tony Grant Quinn Jr. or you know Pete Rose Jr. or something. Oh, yeah. They didn't really do much, but um, I'm sure we'll figure something else out, or maybe we'll even do a theme not related to Star Wars or something. So, either way, we will be back with more MLB Trade History podcasts.